Welcome to Kelly Dry's AdLaw Access Podcast, and this is Simone Roach. As most privacy watchers know, one of the hot-button issues in the ongoing debate over federal legislation is whether the law should include a private right of action, PRA. And as we also know, some existing federal privacy laws include a PRA, for example, the Cable Communications Policy Act, and some don't. For example, the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act. However, a recent decision from the Ninth Circuit reminds us that it may not matter whether a federal law specifically creates a PRA. Indeed, even where the law doesn't mention a PRA, private plaintiffs have a wide array of other tools from which to derive one. The case Jones v. Google is technically about preemption, another hot-button privacy issue, and whether COPA preempts state law. However, because it involves claims brought by private plaintiffs who are suing Google under state law theories that are parallel to or prescribe the same conduct forbidden by COPA, it also answers the question of whether COPA preempts such parallel PRAs under state law. The Ninth Circuit responded with an emphatic no, reversing the holding of the district court. Note that Google has sought a rehearing in the Ninth Circuit en banc, so this may not be the end of the story. And here's a little more background. COPA's preemption provision. COPA provides that no state or local government may impose any liability for commercial activities or actions by operators in interstate or foreign commerce in connection with an activity or action described in this chapter that is inconsistent with the treatment of those activities or actions under this section, Section 6502D. The case Jones versus Google. Plaintiffs in the case, described as several minor children suing through guardians, Ad Lightum filed an action against Google, among other defendants, alleging that on its YouTube platform, Google collected and used children's IP addresses for advertising purposes without parental consent. The alleged violations track those contained in the FTC's 2019 COPA case against Google, brought jointly with the New York AG, alleging conduct that would violate COPA. However, because COPA doesn't include a PRA, plaintiffs based their case on various state law theories, including invasion of privacy, unjust enrichment, consumer protection, otherwise known as UDAP violations, and unfair business practices based on constitutional, statutory, and common law theories in various states. Google moved to dismiss the case, asserting that the plaintiff's claims were preempted by COPA. The district court agreed, concluding that the core allegations in the case were squarely covered by COPA, that the plaintiff's action was inconsistent with the statutory scheme laid out in COPA, which authorizes enforcement only by the FTC and state AGs and requires coordination between them and that other allegations failed to allege deception beyond what's regulated by COPA. On appeal by the plaintiffs, a three-judge panel of the Ninth Circuit reversed. 
The panel analyzed the COPA language under both express and conflict preemption doctrines, but reached the same basic conclusion under both, that in barring inconsistent state laws, COPA implicitly preserves state laws that are consistent, that is, do not stand as an obstacle to COPA in purpose of effect, even where the state remedies for violations may be different. The circuit's court also specifically rejected Google's argument that the language in COPA, especially its use of the word treatment, evinced a congressional intent to create an exclusive remedial scheme for COPA. In sum, although COPA doesn't include a PRA and preempts inconsistent state laws, the plaintiffs were able to challenge COPA-covered conduct based on state theories of liability. Indeed, theories under UDAP and the common law that are at least arguably broad enough to encompass conduct covered by many other laws. The Upshot As noted, Google has sought a rehearing en banc, so it's possible the outcome here will change yet again. Note that the FTC has weighed in here via amicus brief supporting the panel's ruling. However, the case illustrates how the private bar can, and or is attempting to, use general and common law theories of liability to, in essence, create PRAs even for federal laws that omit them. It's also worth thinking about what this might mean for other federal laws and regulations that, one, don't include a PRA, and two, don't preempt or only partially preempt state laws enforceable by private plaintiffs. And as this prime on federal preemption makes clear, even where preemption applies, there are many different types of express and implied preemption schemes that, like Cooper's, preserve state law in whole or in part. Just as examples, one of the leading federal proposals to address kids' online safety the Kids Online Safety Act, COSA, is silent on preemption that doesn't create a PRA. And if passed, will private plaintiffs use it as a model to craft parallel PRAs under state law? Another legislative proposal, the Children and Teens Online Privacy Protection Act, otherwise known as COPA 2.0, would substantially expand COPA. And if passed... Will its new provisions invite new class actions under state law following the Jones versus Google model? And over at the FTC, the proposal to develop a surveillance and data security rule is so far silent on preemption and certainly doesn't attempt to create a PRA. As Consumer Protection Director Sam Levine acknowledged in a recent blog post on the franchise rule, the FTC can't create a PRA on its own. If and when completed, will the rule pave the way for Jones versus Google-type PRAs, challenging conduct that would violate the federal rule but alleging state law violations instead? As a final non-privacy example, the FTC's pending rulemaking to expand the negative option rule proposes a preemption scheme that would preserve state laws that are consistent with and or provide greater protection than the rule. Here too, if and when the rule is completed, will private plaintiffs use it as a model to develop parallel state claims? Indeed, the state claims could go even further than the FTC rule due to the proposed greater protection language. Admittedly, 
the PRAs being discussed here aren't actually PRAs under federal law. They are parallel state suits that arguably private parties could bring even in the absence of a federal law. However, as we all know, federal law provides a model and statement of public policy that plaintiffs and courts draw upon in interpreting and expanding state common law theories and rights. This point is not lost on the FTC's Levine, which in the blog post previously mentioned, invited this very outcome in the context of the FTC's franchise rule, stating, Neither the FTC Act nor the franchise rule creates a private right of action that allows a consumer to sue a franchiser under those laws. However, the franchise rule prohibits practices the FTC has determined are unfair or deceptive, and franchisees may be able to use state statutes that prohibit unfair or deceptive practices to challenge conduct that violates the franchise rule or truth in advertising standards. Of course, state law will determine whether a franchisee may bring a claim for a franchisor's misrepresentations or omissions, but let's be clear, there is nothing in the FTC Act or the Franchise Rule that would preclude franchisees from exercising their legal rights. Simply put, the FTC Act and the Franchise Rule impose no roadblock to consumers seeking justice under state law. And if you'd like more information on what you've heard on this topic, please contact Jessica Rich, and you can find her contact details in the show notes. And also, please see our Advertising and Privacy Law Resource Center available at kellydry.com. And please download the AdLaw Access app for Apple and Android phones available in the Apple app and Google Play stores.